0: Face John Collins. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. And now it's time for Swoop Radio with your host, Josh Sanchez. What is going on everybody welcome to Swoop Radio I am your host Josh Sanchez and I had to play the Eagles are Super Bowl champions and had to put that in my intro because man just like I talked about last week about when's being traded and what the hell has happened three years since the Super Bowl championship. Well, I was on my way home after a long day at work, pointless day at work, not to be mean, just because it was snowing like crazy. And I, in all my mind, I was like, Wentz is probably going to get traded today. It just seems like the day for Carson Wentz to be traded. And literally, seconds as, as seconds as I walk in the door of my house, Carson Wentz has been traded. And uh, as I look at this trade, the Colts are going to take up over 20 million of his salary. And the Eagles, they do get a second round pick in next you no know, third round pick in next year's draft, in uh this year's draft coming up. And the Eagles also get a second round pick in the 2022 NFL draft. But it can turn to a first round pick depending on how good Carson Wentz plays. If the Colts make the playoffs, it'll turn into a first-round pick. So those are the standards in order from that second-round pick to turn into a first-round pick. And uh, I wanted a first-round pick, a definite first-round pick, and I did not get that from this trade. So this is pretty much how I am feeling right now. So much pain so much pain so much pain that's all I'm feeling as an Eagles fan I mean no disrespect to Carson Wentz last year he absolutely stunk he was the worst quarterback in the league and in fact some backups had better numbers than Carson Wentz this past year so I definitely think his trade value definitely did fall but the Colts got themselves a baller When he is healthy, we all saw what happened in 2017 when the Eagles gave him the best line in football and actually gave him a prime, Alshon Jeffery, a stud in Aguilar, Ertz in his prime. Man, it's it's crazy. And I have this gut feeling that Carson Wentz in Indianapolis is going to be the perfect marriage. I just have this gut feeling that went and the indianapolis colts and frank wright they're just gonna know and they're just gonna click and figure everything out and i will say this i will say this right now the colts are going to be a legit playoff contender for years to come sometimes a person just needs a change of scenery and in philadelphia i mean it was really hard once Nick Foles won the Super Bowl because that was Carson Wentz's Super Bowl let's be honest he led us to 11-2 and two in 2017 and was balling and then he goes down and then the backup ends up winning the Super Bowl <sighs> man it's tough and then that following year the Eagles go six and seven with Carson Wentz Nick Foles comes in or six, yeah, six and seven with, with Wentz. And then Nick Foles comes in, wins three straight games, gets the Eagles into the playoffs, and then also beats the Bears. So those two, you there's no going back to that. And then and even to make matters worse, 2019, he finally gets his moment and leads us to the playoffs. And then literally four plays in, he gets a concussion. So that's just, it's just... You know how sometimes it's weird how the universe works and how the moons and the spirits all align. And the Eagles and Carson Wentz, it just did not just seem right. So now Jalen Hurts is going to be the legit starter this year. I'm actually hyped, I'm h- excited for that. But you need to give your quarterback an offensive line. You need to be able to give them some damn weapons. And that's something that the Eagles do not have any of. They don't have a damn offensive line anymore. Their offensive line is getting old and has a lot of injuries. And they damn sure don't have any goddamn weapons at all. At all. You have Jalen Rager. What is he going to turn into? We don't really have a stud receiver. Maybe we get one early in this draft. But we all—the only thing we get for this for this draft is an extra third-round pick, and unless this third-round—and based off of Howie Roseman's draft record—it's not looking good. So, as an Eagles fan, that's all I feel is pain, and just anger and frustration. I knew Wentz had to go, but I wanted the first-round pick. I wanted one, at least just one, for in this year's draft, so that way we can get—we have two options. We can get two stud players in the first round contributors. We don't get none of that. We get a third round pick and, and Carson Wentz is still costing us. They're over 34 million this year coming up. Oh, Howie Roseman. What the hell are you doing? Do you not know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, what are you doing? You're a joke. You're a clown. Everyone else is gone but him. And if and now now there's no blame if we don't win what is he going to do? Is he going to go? He's the only one that's remaining. I'm disgusted. Carson Wentz was a very good quarterback he was, and I definitely think it's just he just wasn't lucky in Philadelphia. And as a fan, throughout my lifetime, this has been obviously the just such an emotional roller coaster. Like, God Lee. It's it's always something with this team. That's how it's been the past two years. Ever since we won the Super Bowl, it's always been some sort of adversity, some sort of underdog mentality. You got rid of your coach. Okay. I thought, okay, that means that we are in it all in on Wentz. Wentz is gonna stay. This is legit no we get rid of Wentz too so what the hell are we doing what the hell are the Eagles doing you get rid of Doug Peterson in favor to keep Carson Wentz and then you get rid of Carson Wentz what the hell are you doing oh my god what are you doing I gotta play the Patrick clip again for you guys so much pain. So much pain. Oh, like, what are you doing? What the heck? Being an Eagle fan is so rough right now. It is. And everything we do right now just pisses me off. Hallie Roseman can drink water the wrong way. I still would be pissed off. That's how so much I hate him right now. He is, like, he's the only one that's remaining out of the whole Super Bowl tandem. Peterson is gone. Wentz is gone and for Wentz oh again I'm gonna repeat myself for Wentz all we got was a third round pick in this year's draft and a freaking second rounder in the next year's draft and it all depends on if the Colts will make the playoffs for it to turn into a first round pick we didn't even get a legit solid first round pick in NBA terms that's like getting a first round pick with like top 15 protection like what the hell is that and this is a guy that was an MVP candidate in 2017. So now he goes to the Colts. I honestly think the Colts are going to be legit Super Bowl contenders. Wentz is from North Dakota. Indianapolis is right around the corner. I know it's probably like five, six hour drive. That's not my point. It's close enough. And he has he's united with Frank Wright. Damn. That matchup. Man, those two just know how to figure out how to play with each other perfectly. So honestly... I'm going to go on FanDuel tonight. I'm just going to place $10 on the Colts winning the Super Bowl. Might as well. And if they do, I get freaking money. So that'll be my way of making peace with the stupidity that is the Philadelphia Eagles and Howie Roseman. Can't. I uh, just you just can't. Words cannot describe how stupid the Eagles have been ever since they've won the Super Bowl. Let's look at their record, 9-7, 2018, 9-7, 2019, 4-11-1, oh, no, yes, something like that, 4-12-1, whatever, the record stinks, this team has been mediocre, Jalen Hurts, though I will say, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a beast, but we have no one to throw it to, and we have no one that can protect him. Carson Wentz is going into an Indianapolis Colts team that has a top three offensive line in the NFL. They have young, good weapons. I know T.Y. Hilton might leave, but they have some weapons. They have Jonathan Taylor, should have been a sleeper running back. Definitely should have been in consideration for rookie of the year. He ran for over 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns as a rookie. So he, Wentz is going to have him in the backfield. And then Wentz is also going to have Hines, another receiving running back. He's going to have Hardman on the outside. He's going to have Pascal. They The Colts have, have something there. The Colts were this close to beating the Bills. And let's be honest, like, the Colts should have won the game. And Carson Wentz is going into that situation? Now, Carson Wentz has not shown to be clutch yet. But... Man, he is in a great situation. The Colts are my easily sleeper Super Bowl pick right now because of all the reasons I just said. And don't even, don't even get me started on their defense. Their defense is top 10 in football. Man, what the hell are the Eagles doing? If you're going to trade wins, trade them to the Bears. At least I mean the Bears have a good defense, but their offense is cheeks. Ugh. Ugh. This is rough. <sighs> this is rough. This is a rough day. Uh I would have I would have felt a lot better if the Eagles did get a first-round pick. I would have been like, okay, all right, first round pick. But like, we're still we're still covering at least like 60% of Carson Wentz's salary next year. The Eagles still have to pay Wentz over 30 million and the Colts are only covering up the 22 million. As I was looking at Adam Schefter and we all know Adam Schefter, he broke the news today and a lot of other teams are waiting to trade their quarterbacks. They're waiting for this Wentz deal so that way like okay, what's the market value for other quarterbacks if I'm going to trade my guy because we all know a lot of other guys are getting looking to get traded. Deshaun Watson's looking to get traded. So those are some other names that's going to be right around the rumors. And it sucks too because I was coming in today. I was going to have a lot of hot takes. I was going to, I was going to go through. I'm going, I'm still going to do it. But this freaking Wentz news and this Eagles news has just put me in a complete opposite mood. But I was, but I'll I will get into my all-star. NBA All-Star predictions for each conference. I have everything written down. I even have my snubs, and some people are going to get butt hurt by what I by what I'm going to say on certain on some of these rosters because as I was going through it and really thinking about it, the East is tough because a lot of teams stink. And it, it's it's tough. It's it's tough. So and then this freaking news had to break out right when I get home. Carson Wentz is traded. Oh, my God, why? And he did we didn't even get a first round pick for him and we're paying most of his salary. Hallie Roseman, what the hell are you doing? Oh God I know you guys can hear my beard as I'm scratching it. I'm just so trying to keep it cool man. trying trying to keep it cool. just so furious with what has happened? over the course of three years in Philadelphia, the Eagles. What the hell has happened? They go from winning the Super Bowl to getting rid of their head coach, getting rid of their quarterback, and keeping the general manager that has failed to draft a single pro bowler in the past five NFL drafts. Facts. That's all I speak right now. Alright, well, I'm honestly, I usually will take like a five-minute break. I'm not going to take a five-minute break today. I'm fired up. I'm furious. I can't stand I can't stand this freaking news. So, knowing that regard, I'll probably touch on it a little bit later if anyone else decides to come on. If you guys want to get on the chat as well, we can chat. I know it's been terrible weather-wise. I, l- I had to leave work early even though I felt like I shouldn't have had it gone in the work because I looked outside I was like yeah it's going to be sleeting no 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 one's coming today but anyway I've been looking forward to this live stream all day so excited so without further ado the main topic for today's podcast and again I'll get into I'll talk I'll end the podcast with Wentz, depending on how it goes so I got my piece of paper with me And I have my reasons why I'm about to select the certain All-Stars I'm about to select. And once I'm done recording this live stream, I will have a picture of all my All-Star selections. And you can follow on my Instagram at swoopradio underscore. We can have a chat. I would love to have a chat and a discussion. So I'm going to start with the Western Conference and i'm going to start with my starters so the captain obviously of the west is going to be lebron james do i even have to list reasons why lebron james is an all-star <laughs> the man is averaging over 25 points 7 rebounds 7 assists he can he's a model of consistency he's a beast and i know the nets and the lakers play tonight so that's a must watch it's a shame I wouldn't make that my game of the week. I already made my Sixers and Jazz game of the week. We did get to see Ben Simmons drop 42, so not nah, that was not really a bad game. So, man, LeBron James leads the West, and he's going to be the captain. And then my other starter, sticking with the front court, Nikolai Jokic is easily going to be an all-star starter. He deserves it. He's averaging nearly a triple-double. And he's balling, and the Denver Nuggets are a playoff team. And then my third starter from the front court is Kawhi Leonard. You can you can hate on him all you want about Kawhi Leonard, about him and what he did in the playoffs, game seven, how he stunk. But this year he's been balling. He's averaging almost 27 a night. He's shooting 50% from the field, 40% from deep, and almost 90% from the free throw line. Yeah, you got to give credit when credit is due to Kawhi Leonard. So that is my three front court, my starting front court in the West LeBron, Jokic, and Leonard. Then for my guards in the back court. Oh, man. Both of these guys, easy. The West, out of the two, the West is easy. Stephen Curry easily should be a starter. That man is a baller. That man is averaging over 35 a night. And he continues to get the job done. We all—did you guys see his game-winning shot last night? That man Curry is carrying the Warriors. He's showing everyone. And there was—he took a lot of heat last year. I know he got hurt, but like a lot of people, are like, well, he doesn't have KD, doesn't have Clay. Can he win? Well, he's proven it. The West is tough. All eight seeds are above 500 right now. That's how bad. That's also how bad the Eastern Conference has been. But. Stephen Curry definitely deserves the starting nod in the front court. And the other guy and the other guard, Damian Lillard. Stop hating on this man. I I don't, I understand why people will hate because he does chuck up a lot of shots, but man, this guy is clutch. He should be in the MVP conversation right now. If the season ended today, he should be right up there with Embiid, Jokic, and LeBron. Honestly, I would go Embiid, LeBron, Jokic, and then Damian Lillard. And then Damian Lillard and Jokic are close. That's how good Damian Lillard has been. Look up his fourth quarter numbers if you guys are ever bored. He leads the NBA in clutch points. And what this standard is: game, game on the line, five points or less. Hit his shots, his shot makes. He's he scored 82 points in that scenario, by far the most in the league. That man is a bucket. So that is my starters for the Western Conference. Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Nikolai Jokic. So that is my starting five. Now we got to get into the reserves. And this is where it's always tough because usually one team will have one all-star. At one playoff team, body all-star break usually has one all-star to represent. Unless the team is like the Spurs... No disrespect to the Martyr Rosen, I think the Martyr Rosen has definitely been balling. He's averaging around 20 and a night, but he is my all-star snub in the Western Conference just because these other guys are just on, I believe, just on another level. So, without further ado, my first reserve is Luka Doncic. Obviously, he's going to be the only starter for the Mavs. The Mavericks have had a down year this year. And he and another person I'm going to mention later are the only two players that are on a non playoff team. So Luka Doncic is averaging around 27, 28 points a night, eight rebounds, eight assists. Easy. Without him, the Mavericks are a lottery team. He's an all star. Well deserved Luka Doncic. My other reserve, Paul George, just as has just how, again, same thing as Kawhi. A lot of hate, a lot of, and I understand why he deserves it. Pandemic P is a real thing. That man can't, I don't know what it is. You put him in a game seven, he's going to shoot four of 20. No disrespect to Paul George, but the facts are the facts. Paul George, again, is just like Kawhi Leonard, shooting 50-40-90 from the field. He has been balling. The Clippers actually have been playing a lot better this year than they were last year. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are the two players for the Clippers. My other reserve, three, so I should have definitely introduced this beforehand. So there's 12 spots on each team. So I already named my starters, so now we're at number eight on my list. Anthony Davis is going to be, he's going to make the All-Star team, obviously, but because of his injury and his Achilles, he's probably not going to play, but Anthony Davis is going to get the nomination. Who I think replaces Anthony Davis is Rudy Gobert. Just because this Utah Jazz team is the number one seed in the Western Conference. And they definitely deserve two All-Stars. I also have Donathan Mitchell. I might as well make that my other selection too. So I also have Donathan Mitchell making it as a reserve as well. So those are my two Jazz players that that gets in. Both of them guys are balling. Rudy Gobert is averaging a double-double. And he is the leading candidate, even I even I think he doesn't deserve it right now. Ben Simmons should be the leading defensive player of the year candidate. But I also am biased because I love my Philadelphia 76ers. But Rudy Gobert plays great defense. He protects the paint. And he gets more than 10 a night, 10 boards. And, I mean, he wouldn't get in, but because of Anthony Davis' injury, and there also needs to be a big man. Like, I can't just have all guards on this roster. So Rudy Gobert gets in as Anthony Davis' replacement for the All-Star game. And then just like I mentioned, Donathan Mitchell, the man's balling. He's averaging 25 a night, 50% from the field, almost 40% from three-point range. He is a great leader. Donathan Mitchell, got to give props to you. And that is also my All-Star reserve. So now I have three more spots on my All-Star team in the Western Conference. And two of those guys are going to be Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. The Phoenix Suns are 18 and 10. Chris Paul, he might not have the numbers to be an MVP candidate, but he should be right there in the discussion too, in terms of overall impact, most valuable player to a team. Chris Paul is the Suns veteran leader. In the fourth quarter, I mean, he, we saw it. I know my Sixers fans, we saw it when we took on the Suns on Saturday. Who was taking all the clutch shots? I know Devin Booker hit a couple dagger threes. But Chris Paul was hit getting into the mid-range, setting up his teammates. Chris Paul has made DeAndre Ayton better. Chris Paul is just a great leader. Top, arguably top five point guard of all time. Him and Devin Booker both deserve to be all-stars. Again, Phoenix Suns are a legit playoff contender, they play great defense, Monty Williams is a great coach for them, they have it all figured out, I'm happy for Phoenix, about time Phoenix is a contender, so, and then my last spot in the West, and before I get into the East, I'll recap everyone that I have on my All-Star team, and on the West, my last All-Star selection is going to be, also because he's super, he's very popular, and also, he's an absolute beast. His field goal percentage is like the highest since Shaq. And that is Zion Williamson. I think he gets his first nomination for the Pelicans. Look up his numbers. I definitely, it's going to come down to him, Brandon Ingram, and DeMar DeRozan getting that final spot. But Zion Williamson, he his field goal percentage is sky high. He's averaging over 26 points a game. And the Pelicans are a borderline playoff team. Uh, he's balling. And again, he's just an explosive athlete. And, and fans love to see him. His game is meant for the All-Star game. So that is my last spot and my final spot. So yes, I definitely do have some snubs. No disrespect to all the people that I did snub. But the West, my my All-Star selections for the entire Western Conference... LeBron James starter, Jokic starter, Kawhi Leonard starter. Backcourt, Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard. Reserves, Luka Doncic, Paul George, Anthony Davis. But since AD won't play, Rudy Gobert will take his spot. Donathan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson. So those are my all-stars from the West. Do you guys agree? Do you guys disagree? You guys can feel free to talk in the chat room. I saved a little selection on my live stream. You guys can chat it up. Let me know. But now we have to get to the Eastern Conference. And this is where it gets tough. Because I love Tobias Harris. And he has been balling this year. But I honestly think Tobias Harris gets snubbed in this year's all-star game and I don't want to hear that crap about oh my god Ben Simmons doesn't have the numbers Ben Simmons is an all-star out of the two you see the impact Simmons has on the Sixers team and for my Celtics fans oh my god Simmons Tatum Simmons and Tatum are both great players don't say that Tatum's better than Simmons just like how Sixers fans don't say that Simmons is better than Tatum I I don't want to hear that nonsense, even though Ben Simmons, despite not having a jump shot, has a better career high than Jason Tatum. That's all I'm going to say. The facts are the facts. All right, but let's get to my Eastern Conference All-Stars. So, becoming the captain of the All-Stars, Kevin Durant is going to be, he's the leading vote-getter right now in the Eastern Conference. So LeBron and KD would be Team KD versus Team LeBron. And what what else can I say about Kevin Durant? Just like LeBron James, he comes back from an Achilles tear, averages over 30 on 50% shooting from the field, 45% from deep from three-point range, and almost 90% from the free throw line. That's all I have to say about Kevin Durant. He's a baller. My second person in the front court, Joel Embiid. Obviously, man, I've been watching him all year. He has been balling this year. He's averaging over 29 points. He does need to get his rebounds up a little bit. Let's be honest. He does get outboarded sometimes. But he's averaging about 11 rebounds and three assists. He has scored over 30-plus points in his past 11 games. Or ten games, some, somewhere around there. Joel Embiid is easily the starter, and if it wasn't for him missing games, I honestly think even though Kevin Durant's missed games too, so I, he might honestly be the leading vote getter. But it's gonna, KD's more popular. No disrespect to Embiid, KD's just more popular. It's KD, so Embiid will be the second starter in my opinion in the front court, and then the third starter is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, again. The Bucks have not been as good as they were last year, but Giannis is still Giannis. He's still balling, easily a starter. So those are my three starters in the front court. Now the back court, it gets interesting. So for my first back court, I got to go Bradley Beal, and Bradley Beal is going to be the only guy on my list, I believe, in Eastern Conference that gets in, that is on a non-playoff team. Just because without Bradley, man, Bradley Beal has been balling. He's leading the league in scoring. He's averaging around, he's, he's averaging around 34 points a night. The man is a bucket. He should get traded to a contender. He definitely deserves it. He is a leader on his team. It's just, his team stinks. I mean, I, I've seen how Neto and the dish from Ish Smith. like what the hell, who the heck is, who the heck are they? No disrespect. But let's be honest, I was a Sixers fan, and I've been a Sixers fan for a very long time. When the Sixers stunk, all I heard was the dish from Ish, and I wanted to throw up every time I heard that, because I'm like, we stink. I don't care how many dishes he drops, the Sixers stink. And that's what the Washington Wizards have to go through. Ish Smith is not a good player. He's just not. And (laughs) if that's your backup point guard, oh, man, so... Long story short, Bradley Beal is the starter in the Eastern Conference backcourt. And then my other guy, James Harden. James Harden is the point guard of the Brooklyn Nets. He show unlike Kyrie, even though I get why Kyrie took a break, James Harden shows up day in and day out. Yeah, he got traded, he switched conferences, but he's been better than advertised With the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden is my starter. So my five starters for the Eastern Conference. James Harden. Bradley Beal. Kevin Durant. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And Joel Embiid. So that is my starter. So my starters are pretty solid. I didn't have any problems with them. But it got tough with the reserves. Because. Man. There's a lot. There's no. Like the East. Other than the Sixers and Nets. Everyone else seems like. They're trending around 500 right now. So, my first reserve is Ben Simmons. Just because the Sixers are the number one seed in the in the Eastern Conference. Just like how I talked about the Jazz having two all-stars because they are the number one seed. Gotta give props when props is due to the Sixers. They are the number one seed in the East. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are going to be the... Uh, the All-Stars for the team. Tobias Harris might get in depending on if someone doesn't want to play or injury, but Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons is number two in the defensive player of the year voting. Should be number one because he did just drop 42 on Rudy Gobert. Ben Simmons can guard one through five. He's a beast, and he makes his teammates so much better. Like the Sixers shooting from three-point range they're shooting over 41% when Ben Simmons is on the court versus 29% when he's off the court and if that doesn't scream Hall of Fame Dimer on NBA 2k Ronnie 2k come on man get it together that Ben Simmons should have Hall of Fame Dimer but anyway that's another topic for another discussion so Ben Simmons is my first reserve coming from the Eastern Conference my second reserve you got to go Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown Both of those guys, so I'll combine them together because they pretty much, they're the two all-stars from the Celtics. I'm sorry, Boston fans. Please don't give me Kemba Walker is an all-star. Please don't. He has been stinking it up this year, and I know he's coming off of injury, so I know it's going to take him some time, but Kemba Walker has been struggling all year, so I don't want to hear anybody say that Kemba Walker should be an all-star. The Celtics, you're only getting two all-stars, and it's going to be Jalen Brown because he's averaging almost 27 a night. And when Jason Tatum's been out, Jalen Brown has been balling, and then Jason Tatum because we all know Jason Tatum's a bucket. I mean, Jason Tatum is a beast on the offensive end, and his defense has gotten better. Now, is it Ben Simmons-level defense? No, but it's a lot better. So right there, I'm at three all-star reserves. So now here we go. We got an for the fourth. We got to go Kyrie Irving. Even though Kyrie Irving has had his moments of not playing, he's a very popular player, definitely has one of the best handles in the game. And those three stars in Brooklyn, they're easily all going to be all stars. They are. The only difference is I know some people will have James Harden and Kyrie as a starter. Kyrie does not deserve to be the starter of the all-star team. He doesn't. James Harden is the one that deserves to be an an all-star starter. Him and KD both do. And then Bradley Beal definitely should get the nod. Like, come on. Let's be, I mean, Bradley Beal was snubbed last year. So, that is my fourth starter, or not starter, my fourth reserve in Kyrie Irving. My fifth, since the Pacers are technically a a playoff team, I'm going to go Sabonis as their one all-star representative. Sabonis is averaging 21 points, 12 rebounds. He and he's also dropping dimes all around the court. I know Brogdon has has really stepped up and has been better, but I put Brogdon in the Tobias Harris range, where it's like if someone decides not to play in the All-Star game, he definitely will get a nod, especially from the guard standpoint. And I I can honestly make a case for either him or Trey Young because the Hawks have not been as good as they were as they were supposed to be this year. But Sabonis is my fifth all-star reserve. And then my sixth. So this is where it gets tough. Because now we're down to the last two spots. And and this is where I was spending at least 30 minutes deciding to an hour who's going to get in. Because... Trey Young, he has been balling. He's averaging 25. He's averaging eight assists. But he does not play any defense. And the Hawks have really disappointed me. But I just have this gut feeling that he's still going to get in. Just because, again, like the Hawks have had a lot of injuries. He is still the leader of their team. And the Hawks are close to making the playoffs. They are, like I think they're like a game out. The Eastern Conference is, it's nothing compared to the West. Um, but yeah, so I have Trey Young as my sixth spot, and then my last spot it's going to come down to Julius Randle or Bam Adebayo. Those are the that's what the final spot's going to come to. On one end, you have a Miami Heat team that's twelve and seventeen. Yeah, they have had their problems with COVID nineteen. And they've really struggled in that regard with COVID, with COVID nineteen, and that's and also coming back from the short, from the short protocol and shortest off season in NBA history in pro sports history. But Bam Adebayo, that being said, Bam Adebayo has been an, has been balling. He's been the consistent player out of everyone on the Heat team. Jimmy Butler is not going to get in. Jimmy Butler's missed too many games and he's been inconsistent. Same with Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, all them. The the Heat's best chance of having an all-star is Bam Adebayo. So yeah, Bam Adebayo on that one end. He's averaging about close to 20 points, 10 rebounds, he's balling. And then you also have Julius Randle on the Knicks. And the Knicks are a playoff team right now. They are a sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. And Julius Randle is the only Knick To average more than 20 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. He's been doing it all. He's been the leader for the Knicks. And I mean, I've never seen, I've never been so hype over a team that's under 500, but that's just how much of a joke the New York Knicks have been for years. And Julius Randle's been balling. I gotta give him his props. I honestly think that he gets in over Bam Adebayo this year because of the way the Knicks are playing they are an all-star team and they've also beaten a lot of playoff teams they have whooped the Celtics on the two times that they matched up against each other Julius Randle is my seventh and final selection so that means Bam gets snubbed Vucevic he gets snubbed so those are other just other guys that Colin Sexton he gets snubbed even though Colin Sexton He had a case, but now the Cavs are on an eight game losing streak and he's not getting in now. Brogdon and Tobias Harris are also going to be snubs. So, I mean, it's tough. It's hard making these rosters. Only 12 spots each roster. I definitely think that they should expand it at least to 15 because, I mean, there's so many guys that you're just missing out on. So to wrap up this long topic. So here is my West, and here is my East stars. So, Western Conference, LeBron James, Nikolai Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Stephen Curry, Damian Loward. Those are my starters. Reserves, Luka Doncic, Paul George, Anthony Davis, then replaced by Rudy Gobert, Donathan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Zion Williamson. In the East, my starters, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Bradley Beal, and my reserves: Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, Sabonis, Trey Young, and Julius Randle. So that is my All Stars selections. Let's see how they turn out. Hopefully, I'll be ten for ten on the starters. I tell I because I honestly could see Kyrie being a starter. Do I think he deserves it? No, not really. I I definitely don't think that that uh Kyrie deserves to be a starter, but he definitely deserves to be in an all-star team. Um, but yeah, I mean as I was thinking about the rosters and talking about the Wentz trade and stuff, and as I as I'm about to finish this topic, we're gonna take a very quick five-minute break here on this live stream and then when we get back I'll give you guys a standings NBA standings update who do like who's been balling lately and then we're also going to talk about the Anthony Davis injury so you guys are listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez we will be right back (laughs) and we are back welcome guys welcome to the second and final segment of today's swoop radio with josh sanchez i'm your host oh man i i just needed to take a quick five just to be like really like wentz has really been traded and really got into a lot of great discussion with the um all-star selection so now with this segment We gotta I I have a couple things to talk about because we are in the middle of the NBA season and we gotta get into some some injuries that's happened that have taken place because Anthony Davis took a huge injury, and I and I get why I'm tired of people saying, Well, oh, it's just a minor injury. Like, no, like you gotta understand your calf muscle is connected to your Achilles and we all saw the same thing with kevin durant kevin durant was like oh it's just a it's just a calf strain kevin durant will be able to play in the nba finals and then literally 10 minutes in and we and it's it's sad to say but i don't want that to happen anthony davis i want the lakers to stay fully healthy because i don't want to hear excuses when if they if they do lose i don't want to hear excuses while anthony davis didn't play and and that's why he didn't win. So I I want to see everybody in full strength. That's another reason why, like I was, I'm upset that Clay Thompson got hurt. I wanted to see him play. So if I'm the Lakers, I'm not playing Anthony Davis until April. All right, AD, you relax. We got the best player in the world in LeBron James. AD, you don't have to play until April. You can rest up, do whatever. If you need, if you need to go away for a couple weeks, go away get your mind right, rest your body, whatever you need, sir, (laughs) whatever you need, you take and relax because even though we felt 100% against the Nuggets earlier last week, all it takes is one move because Anthony Davis doesn't really play, he doesn't play that traditional big type of game where you're always on your feet and you're just staying on your feet and shooting, now like this guy, he yes, my shooting form is like this, Um, definitely not good that's why I didn't make my basketball team in any level but anyway um, Anthony Davis he's more of a finesse guy he's gonna jab step he's going to out hustle you he's going to like out finesse you that's just how he plays And and he puts a lot of feet a lot of pressure on them Achilles and he's gonna have to be very careful because uh, it's very hard to repair. It, it takes months. I don't. I'm tired of hearing that report. Ah, oh, two to three weeks. Heck no. Anthony Davis is going to be out for at least two months. And if the Lakers are smart, they should monitor it that way. And then even if he does come back, minute restriction, huge minute restriction for Anthony Davis. So I just wanted to get into a little bit of Anthony Davis and that injury. I wish him the best because when everyone is healthy basketball is even more fun to watch but we got to get into some standings updates because we probably each team has about like eight games left until the all-star break and the all-star break is a good time to see like all right like well how are the teams doing and what's going on the sixers we'll start with the east the sixers in there, number one seed 19 and 10 they got the Bulls on Friday. Should be a win, 20-10. and 10. Then they got two on the road against the Toronto Raptors, even though they're playing in Florida. And then they also have the Mavericks coming up. They have the Jazz again coming up. That's like the last game before their All-Star break. So the Sixers have a couple very good. They can make some big statement games against these teams. So that's where they're standing. The Nets are in second place. They're 18-12. and 12. Uh, They have been balling lately. They're, they're right on the Sixers' heels. The Milwaukee Bucks are behind them. They're 16 and 13. Then you have the Pacers at four, or Boston at four, Pacers five, Knicks six. I'm like, dang, like, okay, New York, I see you. So, and then the rest of the pack is the rest of the pack. I don't really care about the seven date seeds. They're, they're, they're just trying to figure it out. And there's also going to be a play in tournament for seeds seven to 10. So, who knows what happens there. I honestly, I love the play in tournament. It get it makes the games more meaningful and it get and it puts more pressure on the lower seeds. Okay, we gotta continue to win. We have a shot. Oh man, we're a 10 seed. We still have a shot of winning. So let's go. Let's let, let let's go full out. So that that's fine in that regard. And then in the West, the West is just a completely different ball game. The Jazz only have five losses. The Lakers only have seven losses. The Clippers only have nine losses. Then you have the Suns. You have the Trailblazers, Suns, and all, Spurs. They're all sitting there at 10, 11 losses. And you got the Warriors at the eight seed. And man, there's, it's it's so good, man. The Western Conference from one to eight is all over 500. Gotta give credit when credit is due there. And we'll see, we'll see what happens there because... Again, that playing tournament matters. What I'm seeing a lot though is I'm seeing a lot of Eastern Conference teams struggling against the West, and usually like and and also teams are they're beating each other out. Like the Wizards have, the Wizards just beat the uh, I'm trying to remember who they just beat. They beat the Denver Nuggets last night. Like the the Wizards have had some very like big statement games that they've won now they've only won eight games but (laughs) they've beaten the nets they've beaten like they've beaten a couple of the top teams so that's just how it's been this year with covid not a lot of teams that have gotten in the full rhythm but you're really starting to see like the jazz really just come out and on the gates firing and just balling i mean we saw them monday night on my live stream it was just bombs away clarkson going for 40 and if clarkson and then Clarkson off, they have Bondanovich, they have Donathan Mitchell, they have Goody Gobert. Bear. Sorry guys, I'm yawning. Just so many just weapons and studs. But we'll see what happens. Uh, definitely by all-star break. We'll definitely start to see. I'm I'm hoping the Sixers get on a roll here and go at least seven and one in these next, well, they won last night. So go six and one. In their next seven games, beat the Nuggets and maybe even beat the Jazz. That would be great for the Sixers to do. Um, But we'll see what happens. But this concludes today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really got into some Carson Wentz news in the beginning. I was talking about pain and and itches and and pain. And I'm going to play it again. So much pain so much pain Patrick Starr says it best so much pain that's how it is to be an Eagles fan but I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend stay safe and even if you guys missed this live stream not stream not to worry Swoop Radio will post this podcast tomorrow on Spotify Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio just search Swoop Radio I'll pop right up also follow my Instagram at Swoop Radio underscore man There's going to be a lot of hot takes on this one and and whence. Um, But again, stay safe, guys. I know it's not the best weather here, especially around like the Philadelphia, Delaware area. So stay safe. This is Josh signing off. Swoop.